Simon, what's the worst policy initiative you've heard so far from the uh, electioneering? You want an apple? Uh, with GST or without? Uh, you got <laughs> it's got a sticker on too. <laughs> Welcome, I'm Heather Roy. And I'm Simon Ewing Jarvie. Welcome. I find this whole thing about GST or fruit and vegetables a pretty sad topic really and I'm a bit devastated that we're having to commit a whole episode of our podcasts to the removal of GST or talking about the removal of GST from fruit and vegetables and it's sad for me at a whole range of levels. Uh, Firstly, uh, our GST system is really effective because it's simple and anything that distorts that um, I don't think should be even thought about but uh, scrambling about for policies that people think will make a difference. We've got this on the agenda again. Previously, it was only New Zealand First who were campaigning on this at previous elections, but now everybody seems to be joining the the bandwagon except National and Act. Mm. I I see Damien Grant had an article um, on Sunday. He he wrote a really good article. It explains very well, and his basic premise was that people just don't really understand how GST works. It's not for consumers. It's actually for businesses. We're taxing them. Yeah, yeah. So your apple, his example was your apple that costs five ninety nine in the shop includes yes, it includes GST, but if you take the GST off it doesn't mean it'll be fifteen percent cheaper. No, that's right. So if the um, apples cost five dollars a kilo to buy mm. and they're being sold at five ninety nine, then there's only GST being paid by the supermarket of on ninety nine cents. Yeah. Uh, so And those costs are never going to be passed on to consumers. So those people that political parties say they're trying to help, the mm. less well off, mm. um, are going to have a minuscule, if any, reduction in the cost of their fruit and vegetables. And, and it will distort, distort the whole tax system. Yeah, so it's all well and good to think about the 15% at the retail or the point of sale, but what about everything else in the supply chain? So there's GST applied from the tractor, to, you know, the tractor driving around the orchard all the way through to getting that... Um, that apple with or without its little sticky thing yeah. on it, um, onto the shelves. Yeah. The yummy apple sticker. So yeah. there's been no talk about that. No, no, none at all about supply chain. It's just about supermarkets are fleecing us uh, and that part, that GST cost on fruit and vegetables, which people assume is the full retail cost, mm. should be passed on to the consumer. Well, that's a very simplistic uh, and naive way of thinking about it. Yeah, I noticed uh, you mentioned that Tapati Māori said quite um, sensibly didn't release their workings. He did. This is what he said. It really made me laugh when I read this paragraph. When Tapati Māori claimed that the policy of removing GST on all food will cost $3.4 billion, they're looking at the total retail cost of food and taking 15% off that, assuming the policy will be applied via zero rating, possibly. They wisely, meaning to party Maori, didn't release their workings. <laughs> There's a whole lot of fish hooks in it. Um, you know, I know from having helped people with their point of sale systems in years gone by that they're going to have to recode yep. everything um, in their system. So that's basically you're running dual accounting systems. Well, not Dual is probably a, a bit harsh, but you're going to actually have to change the coding for a product, the PLU, to ensure that it doesn't have GST applied. And presumably then you return all those things are going to have to go into the exempt or um, zero rated basket. And I don't want to be an apologist for the supermarkets, but what happens to the poor checkout person who pushes the wrong button by mistake and inadvertently adds GST onto fruit and vegetables? Are they then going to be prosecuted? I mean, it it, is ridiculous, really. Yeah, boot camp, probably. Yeah. (laughs) I was just thinking also back to way, way back when I did an undergraduate degree in business, so we did a bit of marketing, a bit of psychology, and there's a thing called Just Noticeable Difference in Weber's Law, and 
basically what this works is that if, if you're, the price change that you're working on or the packaging size that you're working on is negative, you want to make sure that the change is just below the threshold at which the customer will notice it. Everyone's you know noticing that you know, blocks of chocolate and all that sort of thing are slowly mm. getting smaller, but the price isn't. Yes. And if your change is positive, you want it to be big enough to be noticed without being extravagant and costing you too much money. So you want to announce the positive changes and hide the negative. And that, that psychological phenomenon um, known as just noticeable difference is established in focus groups. So I'll give you a practical example. A friend of mine had a retail operation and every week, every week he'd choose 10 items from inside the shop and he would put them up by 10%. And he would keep putting them up by 10% and watch the sales volume until the sales volume plateaued. Then what he would do, he would have he would have established where the just noticeable difference was. He would then special those products and take them back to a special price for a week. So people would go, oh yeah, crunchy bars are cheap again. They were getting quite expensive. Then he would take them back to the price point just one point below where the noticeable difference occurred. And he'd just start with another 10 products. And he did that continuously. Hmm. And that doesn't breach the Fair Trading Act? I don't know. <laughs> right. So who's going to benefit most? We should always consider this. Who's going to benefit most from taking GST off fruit and vegetables? Mm. What do you think? I think it's the wealthy. They buy more. They buy the more expensive ones. And so they will oh, benefit yeah. the most uh, in terms of savings. Yeah. And for the reasons that we've already discussed, I think those people who um, who are really struggling are going to make minimal change because they can afford fewer products. Yeah. Oh, there's so many fish. Is it processed versus unprocessed? I know they talk about fresh mm. food and veg. So whole foods, does a cooked chicken cease being a whole food? Hmm. Yeah. For me, it's pineapple. You go into the supermarket and when you don't have full pineapples, they're often chopped up and put into plastic containers so mm. that you buy just a portion of a pineapple. Mm. Now, that's been processed in one way because it's yep. been chopped up. Yep. Um, so will that have GST included or not? Oh, the whole thing's a mess. It is. And uh, do you think Labour will go there? You know, because we had, uh, was it Nicola Willis claiming yeah. that she had a leak, a leak from the Labour caucus saying that they were going to go there, as yeah. uh, Damien refers to it as the MacGuffin moment? Yeah. Um, I suspect not. I think they were probably thinking seriously about it. Hmm. Uh, but I think Grant, Grant Robertson probably recognised that it was going to bring very little extra money into the coffers and have little impact on those at the margins yeah. uh, but look, their, their thunder's been stolen not just by Nicola Willis but New Zealand First Party Māori and the Green Party who are all campaigning on it yep. so I doubt that we're going to see it from from Labour they'll go somewhere else and the, the parties that are in favour of the no GST on food is uh, they, they're claiming that they'll make the gap up in government revenue through other taxes but I guess we can talk about wealth taxes and capital gains and all that in another episode yeah that's right yeah cool mm. um, you've got a quote for us no I haven't an apple a day keeps the doctor away yeah and the tax man it would appear <laughs> okay well that's it from us um, that wasn't our best joke um, <laughs> Uh, and uh, if you want to send in a question to be, that we can include in the uh, audience questions episodes, just go to the contacts page on our website, talkpoint.co.nz. That's T-O-R-Q-U-E point. And we're also on LinkedIn, Facebook and Twitter. You can send us messages via those channels too. Yep, that's great. I'm Simon Ewing-Jarvie. And I'm Heather Roy. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.